battle in the heart of Alabama caught our attention. Coal miners in one community, they've been on strike now for months. Working as long as 12 hours a day, seven days a week, in some of the most dangerous conditions. I really think that the labor movement is the single greatest force for democracy in the history of the United States. The story of Alabama is a story of not just resilience, but of militancy. I If we ain't all free, ain't none of us free. You're listening to Alabama's only union talk radio show, The Valley Labor Report, with Adam Keller and Jacob Morrison. So the first thing that I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about, um, because there's a lot of ignorance out there, especially on the internet, about what a union is. So why don't you guys tell, and then for us as business owners, we don't have unions in our workplaces. Um, so, and we'll tell you guys more about like what it is that we do uh, and how we handle certain situations. But why don't y'all tell us what a union actually is and what the purpose of a union actually is in the workplace. Yeah, Adam, you want to take that away? Sure. Um, yeah, I'll start and Jacob, you fill in where I miss. Uh... A union is just a, a voluntary organization of workers coming together. Um, and that's it at, at, in the nutshell. Now there's legal definitions of unions and there's legal recognitions of unions. And that's where you see, you know, the elections that take place um, are in some cases, the company volunteers to recognize uh, the union, but at, at its core, it's the workers as opposed to like people in management you know, it's going to be people who can't hire, fire, the workers who show up, sell their labor for a living in exchange for a salary, uh, they can come together, form an organization. And the idea behind it is strength in numbers. Um, you know, as the collective, as the organization of workers coming together, you have more bargaining power. Uh, you have more influence over your working conditions your benefits, your pay, uh, the way you're treated at work, uh, because it, it changes the balance of power. Uh, as an individual in the workplace, you often have very little power compared to your bosses uh, or the owners of the company. But as a union, by coming together, you shift that dynamic. Uh, and now it allows you as a worker with your fellow workers uh, to try to negotiate a better life for yourself, uh, particularly in the workplace. And that's that would be my definition of a union. And you know, I'm sure we could get into some of the, the specifics later about like what folks don't like about them, what folks do like about them, um, what how businesses can relate to unions and like, does it have to be adversarial or, or collaborative uh so we can get into all that i guess later but that's that's how i would define it jacob did i miss anything no i i think that's exactly right i think uh, you know there there are other conversations about um how mechanically some of that stuff works um mm -hmm. what what exactly bargaining looks like but but yeah i think i think you nailed it a union is just an organization of working people uh coming together to uh, make their lives better, um, uh, particularly as it relates to the job. Okay, great. Um, if y'all see us 
down or looking down to do whatever we're writing and taking notes um it's just something that we're not ignoring we're listening to what you're saying we're just taking oh, yeah. notes and making sure because um there is i went around today and yesterday since we talked uh jacob and i was just asking random people and random places me and sherrod do that a lot we are very like extroverted we can talk to anybody absolute strangers. So we were just asking what a union was they do not know that's yeah. the consensus that I've come to. They do not know. <laughs> so, and I have a general idea of what a union is because I, I used to uh, deliver packages for UPS during their um, their mm-hmm. uh, 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 peak season for their for Christmas time. Mm-hmm. This they man make good money to job, deliver. Every job, bro. Every job. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've worked a lot of places. I've worked at Sonic, Waffle House. Uh, I have I've been a lot at of Sonic. experience. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of it. I worked at the Sonic that was right down the street from the Grissom you work. Yeah, that's where I work. Oh, okay, cool. That's where I worked at. So I have a lot of experience being an employee, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that was my first experience with being – I wasn't in the union because I was a temporary worker. And I just go, you know, they pay good money to, to deliver packages in your own car. You're helping mm-hmm. people out and getting their packages on time, blah, blah, blah. So uh, – but that was my experience with union employees. And one thing that I saw as far as UPS is concerned, and I don't even know if I should be name dropping companies like that, but um, I think UPS is a publicly traded company. So um, the one thing that I saw was seniority over everything. It, it It was seniority over everything. Like there are certain things that certain people at the United Parcel Service, like, are getting away with that they said it was like if you haven't been here for you know if you have the people that get time off over other people like if you wanted to take vacation and you've only been working there a year but the guy that's been working there for 10 years also wants to take a vacation he's been there longer than you he's going to get that vacation over you because he's been there longer than you have so that was one thing and then i saw you know certain individuals that would um uh they would be, they had been with the company longer and they were doing less work than people that have been with the company for a long, for a shorter period of time, but they're getting paid more money to do less work and then putting the slack on the, on the individuals that are below, below them. Um, they haven't been working there as much. Um, I, I definitely saw that. And from what I can understand from the two people that I talked to that actually were in a union, um, they said, yeah, seniority, seniority definitely rules. And they said that they're completely okay with it. Um, cause people that they feel like people that haven't been with the company as long as they have should be able to have a, as much as a, of a say as they should. So h- how do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about that? Well, I guess I would, you know, you, you said that the things that you said were that, um, you know, folks who had seniority got pick of when they wanted to take a vacation and that sometimes people who, and so, I mean, it, for, I, I guess that tackling that issue first, I mean, what, is there an issue there? I mean, do you have it like, do you, that's a problem? Um, do I think that's a problem in my work? Uh, yes, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Because, because well, yeah, I, mean, I, I, yeah, well, I, I would, yeah, I, I would just disagree. I think that people who have given, um, I think that people who have given 10 years of their lives to a company 
um, most of their waking life, actually, most of the time that they're awake, they're giving to this company, they're selling their labor, they're selling their time is, you know, there's nothing more valuable than time. You never get it back. So when you give your labor to a company um, and you've done that for 10 years, presumably that's going to be the best 10 years of your life. If I'm 35 years old and I've been working for UPS for 10 years, I have given, I have given to UPS the best 10 years of my life. I think that's pretty important. I think that's pretty valuable. And I you think- You said something, that, go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, well, and I think that uh, I should get something for that. Um, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But also, I would say that uh, the agreements that people are, uh, that, that the unions negotiate with management are negotiated, like Adam said, uh, collectively. And so what does that mean? That means that the workers in the union uh, decide what priorities they want to push in negotiations. And so if you have a workplace, and so in, in any union workplace, uh, you know, you, you can bar the workers can bargain whatever they want, right? So if a, if a set of workers want to prioritize seniority over everything else, and that's how they want to dole out everything, uh, then that is the workers prerogative, in my view. Um, if there's another group of workers that wants to value some other sort of things and how you're able to divvy out, um, you know, vacations or, or whatever it may be, um, you know, then they can do that. And that's what workers at UPS have decided that they want to prioritize in their contract. It sounds like, I don't know, I haven't read the contract exactly. I would also imagine that there are some ways that you can get merit bonuses and merit promotions and stuff like that. But Sounds like they they value uh, seniority pretty heavily, and 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 I think and and I think I do too. I value seniority quite a lot. I think if I give ten years of my life, especially the best ten years of my life, to a company, then I should get something for that. Uh, that's not nothing, right? Yeah, I like how you said that. Um, most of the time, these people are awake; they're giving mm -hmm. that time to the company. That's I really like that analogy, um, and I can see where you come from right there. But picture this. Right. What about competing to the top? What about these young, you know, you know, young bucks that's fresh out of college and they got they're full of energy and they're ready to to bring the company money um, mm -hmm. and they compete their way to the top. You don't feel like that that should be accounted for because they're working hard. You know, they have all this youth. It's just like in mm -hmm. sports, you know, especially if they're working harder than the people that are actually yeah. in the seniority and they're making more money, you know for the company than the people that's been there. Now we're not negating the fact that these people have put their lives on the line, on the line and given their life and, mm -hmm. you know, work to the top. But what about the people? It's like, you know, the NBA people are coming out, mm -hmm. you know, they're doing 360 windmills in middle school, you know, right, <laughs> so right, what, about, right. what about that? And the people are looking at that. So like, it, shouldn't it be a balance? Yeah, well, the, it it's actually, it's, I love that you brought up the NBA. I think that's a really fantastic um, comparison. I, I think that because so uh, with the with the NBA, I think there's there's actually re a remarkable difference that an individual player can have, kind of based on their merit. You're going to make mm -hmm. a LeBron James is going to make just an insane amount of money more than a backbencher on you know whatever no name NBA team, right? Yeah, and they're compensated 
in a similar fashion. LeBron James makes way more money. But wait a second. The NBA players have a union. That's how the NBA players negotiated their collective bargaining agreement. The NBA players came together and we said, we reckon it's important that we get paid by, you know, by this or by that. We're going to set this minimum and, and this is how we're going to be paid. UPS drivers came together and they said, this is how we want to be paid. And management agreed to that. And that's how, and that's how they, and, and, and that's how UPS drivers decided that they want, uh, you know, that, that's the contract that they, they want to, uh, they want to work under. And so I think that that's actually a really great thing. And, and also as a UPS driver, I, I just don't think it's possible that you're going to have, you know, LeBron James versus backbencher discrepancies in your productivity. Like no matter how, like you could, you could run, you could speed 20 miles an hour. There's, there's a limit to how much faster you can deliver packages. Right. And so I think that, I think that, you know, there's a certain amount of like, you're just going to do the job and, and that's how the job is done. And, and you can't, you know, you can do it better and you can do it worse, but, but, you know, and so I, I think that that kind of, you know, make, makes a little bit of a difference. What about but, doing the job fast and with quality, giving smiles yeah, to the customers? What about, you know, the proficiency of that? You know, they're doing that. What if they're outsourcing it? If there's two guys mm -hmm. in the truck, which I don't know, I've never worked for UPS. What if they create mm -hmm. a system? Because I know when I worked at Amazon, it was all a system. People were running, but if, you know, they were making sure they were running, but also precise they weren't throwing the packages because you got to think efficiency it wasn't just yeah speed. It was yeah efficiency. people got yeah. ring cameras so if they're throwing packages all the way around then <laughs> mm -hmm. right and that's i mean and that's another when it comes to ups there will be situations where you got to remember now ups is a very difficult work it's a very difficult place to work mm -hmm. um ups has a very high divorce rate like it mm -hmm. you're away from your family you're missing stuff you're missing baseball games you're missing um uh freaking um uh you know weddings and uh christmases and stuff like that um because you got to deliver these packages right but there are certain people that work in the organization that deliver packages far slower than other people do right so and i know situations where um you know it's some people are delivering packages slow on purpose because they know that when they get, if they work too fast and they get done, they're going to be called because they say, hey, man, I need to go help this guy finish his Rescue missions. Out. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be just like, hey, I need to go rescue this guy because yeah. he's not performing at the same level as mm -hmm. you are. So I need you to pick up the slack for that guy. Right. But you're going to pay, you're going to pay the same amount. You know, it's, mm -hmm. that's what your contract states. And it's just the, because I know they negotiate because uh, unions are just big negotiations. I mean, and they negotiate. You would hope that the people that you choose will negotiate very well. <laughs> you would hope that they negotiate really well for you uh, if you're going to be in a union. And I am not anti-union. Sherrod is not anti-union. But if I put all of the risk when it comes to our companies, if I put all of the risk into building up my company and building up my um my business to the point that I can hire one guy, I want to have all of the say-so and what happens at my business. And I don't want my operating expenses, to, I don't want my operating costs of my business to go up by having, um, by having a union if I can just um, connect with my employees better, figure out what my employees want, and create 
solutions to the problems that are happening inside of the workplace. Now, what I do understand is when it comes to Elon Musk, when it comes to Jeff Bezos, when it comes to uh, Bill Gates, when it comes to these really, really hyper successful business owners, they're not always at the, the front line level looking at these guys and seeing what they need. That's why they have management doing that. That's what they're supposed to be doing. But when it comes to our workplace, I would want to create an environment to where my employees don't even even they, they don't need a union because I want to fight for their right to be able to come in here and work and be have a productive and comfortable work environment. Because I built the business and I need to have the say in what happens inside of my business. And I want a, I want a culture at my company that breeds uh, a positivity and efficiency. We would be blessed in our industry to have a union because the turnover, people aren't even showing up. So we, mm. people, you need people. You said it yourself, Adam, there's numbers in the union, right? Where's the numbers at? If, if guys no are numbers. showing up, it's, hard. No it's hard to get people to come out and actually do uh, the work out, especially in Alabama. It's hot, you know, yeah. it's hot out here, <laughs> but um yeah, so I'm man. I'm glad that y'all explained what a union is because now people that watch this video are gonna be like, "Oh, that's what a union is." Now I can now when I actually talk about something, I'll actually know about it instead of me just spilling out stuff that I'm that I think instead of me actually like knowing what it is. So that's really good. Um, let me ask y'all this, uh, Adam and Jacob: Do y'all feel like every business should have a union? Do y'all feel like every company should have a union? Yeah. Well. I'll, I'll say I'm also a fan of worker co-ops uh, and employee-owned uh, cooperatives, which is a different business model. Um, I, I do think that there's a place for those as well. Um, but there's a couple of things I did want to distinguish between a small business owner who is, in, is such a small business that they actually still do the job themselves Maybe they also hire some people, but they're, you know, in, in landscaping, they're, they're actually still cutting grass. Um, I think there is a difference between uh, a business so small that the boss is also doing labor uh, versus, you know, a, a corporation uh, or companies that are big enough to where you have a labor force, but then you also have owners and the owners don't actually have to go out and you know, build a computer or cut grass or anything like that. They rely on their labor force to to create those profits, and of course, profits ultimately are the difference between uh, what the capitalist pays you and the value you're creating. Right? They're not going to hire you unless you're creating more value than the wage they're paying you, and that difference, that surplus value there, uh, becomes profits. But ultimately, that wealth was created through the labor. Right? Uh, you know, so. That I did want to make that distinction. In general, to answer your question, uh, I think every worker deserves a union, um, but I also think that there is a place for uh, worker cooperatives, uh, employee ownership, where it's a you know a, a more a democratic way of running the workplace. Ultimately, that's what all of it boils down to for me is democracy uh, and power to the people. I don't. I'm not a fan of hierarchy where power is concentrated, you know, vertically in a top down fashion. Uh, the more I think we can spread power down to the bottom and, and among the masses, that's ultimately better for our society. 
And, you know, unions are a pathway to having democratic operations and input in the workplace. Um, I think something that you said that, that I, I jotted down here was about, you know, having a, a culture in a workplace that's positive to the point where, you know, workers don't feel they need a union. And I would want every business owner to have that mentality, right? Because oftentimes unions arise because there's problems in the workplace uh, and maybe they're not being treated well. Um, ideally, every worker would be, you know, treated fairly, paid well, uh, and in a situation where they don't feel they have grievances. But it doesn't have to be adversarial. Um, there are plenty of times where, you know, companies or businesses will voluntarily recognize the union. Um, and it's more of a way of kind of formalizing some of the good things that are already in place. And, and that's something, uh, you know, I know Jacob makes a point of on the show a lot that you don't have to hate your job or your boss or your workplace to want a union or to need a union. Uh, it could that's, be a way. That's my, yep. But see, and, and that right there, would be my point of contention. Even if I'm as a business owner doing am, am doing everything right, my workers can still form a union. Right. And, and it doesn't necessarily hurt you in that in that situation. It doesn't have to. Um, in well, some it cases, does. it's you know. Well, if I mean, if it costs you more than I, I, I you know, obviously. Uh, but let's say you're already paying your people really well. They're happy with the way they're being paid. Uh, maybe they're happy with the vacation they're being provided. Basically, everything is is hunky dory. Um, in that case, you could still theoretically lock in the good things that are already in place, but kind of put it in writing, basically, so that if God forbid something happens to you, you know, you're you're incapacitated, and someone else takes over the business all of a sudden, right? The good things they liked about your management style would be in a contract as opposed to, you know, at the whims of whoever were to take over after you or whoever were to buy your company, because that happens a lot where folks, you know, are in a pretty good situation. They have a good job, whether it's union or non-union, they're happy. And then all of a sudden their company gets bought out mm -hmm. and they start to see some pretty drastic changes in the way they're treated or compensated um, and just the working conditions overall. So that's where I think, there are instances where it is not adversarial between union and, and the company or the employer. It doesn't always have to be. Um, we've reported a lot on like some of the nonprofits that have been unionizing lately. In a lot of cases, it wasn't even, um, and well, in some cases it was adversarial, but in some cases it was not because it was more or less locking in the good things they already had in their workplace and then mm -hmm. setting up a formal structure to where if, you know, things want to change uh, on either side, you know, the workers have right. something they want to change or the boss has something they want to change, then they can sit down and, and, and work it out in a more democratic fashion. Um, mm. But I don't know. I don't know if that, if that makes sense, but those were a couple of things I jotted no, I'll, down. I'll, I, to... I also, well, b before we go on to the next thing, I, I, you know, wanted to um, add that, uh, just, just as an addendum to that, that, you know, that way, um, it's not all totally at the whim of, of the, uh, of the boss, right? Like if you get it into, into a contract, 
then there are mechanisms for amending it and uh, and renegotiating it. And and so, like Adam said, if if you know somebody comes in after you or somebody buys your company or something like that, they can't just willy nilly change everything. They've got to bargain it with the employees. And and even if something happens to you, I mean, there's some some sometimes that you know people change right? People change. Maybe you're treating your employees well now, but maybe something happens down the road and you become like a different person who is like not as nice to his, to his employees as he is now, uh, then you would have that, then your employees would have that protection against, against a changed, you know, Phoenix Dukes. Um, but also yeah. I, I wanted to, I, um, I wanted to push back just a bit, just a bit on your uh, contention that uh, you know, oh, I've put all this risk into the company, building it up, and and um, you know, so I want to have all the say so. Um, and this is something that we've talked about on the show before. We we've talked about risk, but because that's something that that's something that people will actually say, right? Like, oh, you know, Elon Musk put up all this risk, all this risk, or, 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 or who, whoever. Well, you know, from the apartheid minds that his parents had, right? But really quickly, the, the risk, let's actually, let's actually think about what the risk is. Because I don't, I don't think, I think people just say that and they don't really think about what is the risk? What is the risk? What is, and so what people mean when they say risk is if something goes poorly, then this would happen, right? So if something goes poorly if the worst case scenario happened for an owner what is that the worst case scenario for an owner for a boss for a capitalist is that they become a worker right the worst case scenario for you or for elon musk is that you just become like the rest the rest of us so i'm not like the, when people say like, oh, I put up all this risk, I put up all this risk. Like, I'm very impressed by that. Uh, because what if somebody just, runs over, what if we're in a, somebody's in a skid steer and they run over someone? You lose That's your a, business and you become no a worker. No one has a job. No fired. one has Nobody a job. Has we, a job. <laughs> yeah, and you become a worker. It's not even, no. we're not even, no. no. It, we, don't, nah, we go we to jail. A worker. We would go to jail. <laughs> We'd be <laughs> in prison. <laughs> yeah, that is bad. But that's like, again, that's like worst case scenario. Like, and yeah, people, yeah. like, I've talked to people that, um, that tell me, it's like, well, what, what's your issue with, with, um, with people that smoke weed and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I, I, I don't have it. I personally don't have an issue with people that do drugs. I think all drugs should be legal. I think you should have the freedom to fail and the freedom to succeed off of your own choices. I believe mm-hmm. in actual freedom. Like, you have the freedom to succeed or you have the freedom to fail. You can choose. Now, obviously, if all drugs were legal, there would have there would be uh, consequences to doing that in the public and it would affect people that don't do drugs at all. So that's neither here nor there. But people ask me that and they're like, Well, weed isn't that bad, you know, it's not it's not really that bad of a drug and blah blah blah. Um, and I'm like, if I hire somebody that is high on the job they can't get workers' compensation if they get hurt, first of all, because when they, they're going to fail their drug test. So, A, that would be a moral issue with me because I knew you did drugs and I still let you go out here and operate these, this heavy machinery on somebody else's property. That's a no-go. Second of all, if you're high at work and you hurt somebody else, 
that person might not even be doing anything wrong. They might not even be doing drugs. They were just doing their job and you ran over with a skid steer. By the way, you would not feel that. You wouldn't feel yeah, it at all. At all. Like, you would it, not you know would it know <laughs> until somebody started yelling at you and there's a flat piece of pe- people on the ground. Like, you flat wouldn't piece know. Of people. So it's to protect <laughs> The, it's to protect the people that are working around you, just like the United States kind of does. It's to, like all drugs are legal to protect the people that are around other people. So now the with, bucket alone could kill you. <laughs> it, it, it's I mean, it's just really bad. So the um, but for the worst case scenario, the worst case scenario would would be me not having enough customers to fund the business and the business goes under, not mm-hmm. go bankrupt. The business goes under. The business we 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 don't have any business. Nobody wants any services from us. Nobody wants to use us. That would be the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't turn back into workers. That's not our fear is to not be workers yeah. because Elon Musk is a worker. Elon Musk works incredibly hard and has worked incredibly hard. Has failed countless times. He failed with PayPal. Like I mean, he he failed with the first three rockets that he tried to push out. But he's also done a tremendous amount of uh of good with the hard work that he's put in. Um, and Jacob knows I love Elon Musk. I'm an Elon Musk. I'm definitely a fan. Just some of the stuff that I just think it's so cool. Some of the stuff that he's, that he's done. I mean, this man's working his body to the bone to try to put us on another planet, regardless if you agree with that or not, that's a feat that's never been like, who's the closest out of anybody that's ever alive. Elon Musk right now, Neuralink. He's putting chips in monkeys' brains so that they can play video games. And he's going to try to use that to try to help people that can't move their limbs. Like stuff like the boring company that's building uh, freaking tunnels in Los Angeles to alleviate the traffic uh, that are, that's going on inside of Los Angeles, which is terrible. But I mean, the, there's just so much risk like when it comes to finances. I and mean, that's what you're talking about, Jacob. If you lose all your money, then you go back to being a worker. Elon must put up more money than some people make in 10 to 100 lifetimes. So if he put up so if he put up a lot of risk and it works out for him, then he should get a lot of reward. Just Walt Disney sold his house, sold his car, sold his brother's car, just so that he could animate and make the mouths move on a, on a screen. It worked out for him. So we know who Walt Disney is, and he and he owned one of the biggest entertainment companies of this day. But if that didn't work out for him, he'd just be some homeless dude walking around. Like, we wouldn't even know who he is. But these people put up all of this risk so that they could go out and hire other people and give the masses a place to work and an income to feed their families. So my question is, and because I, I heard you talking about um, uh, paying employees well, uh, Adam, my question is, what is what are you guys' issues when it comes to people that put up all the risks? Do you not like people that put up all the risks, or do you feel like, like what? I just want to see where the point of contention is when it comes to billionaires and millionaires, because those are the people that are providing jobs to hundreds of thousands of people, and everybody just can't. They can't do that. They just can't. Jacob, you want to go first? You want me? To, uh, I think, uh, yeah, uh, I think he he asked you. You go ahead. Okay. Oh, All right. I, I, I okay. Well, yeah, let, I got a couple of things to say on that. I would say I don't have any 
problem with people putting up risk. I think, you know, that's, that's part of life. That's how we make breakthroughs in society is people, people take risk. And so there's nothing wrong with like an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, a couple of the things I would push back on is, is first of all, like I said earlier, I think wealth is created by labor. Um, without the people who work at Tesla, there's no product to sell. There's no money coming into Tesla. Um, the thing about the billionaires, I mean, we live in a society that is so extremely unequal that the pharaohs of Egypt, the kings of France, would be jealous of the Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos of this world. Uh, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to quote some statistics here. I really, really hope I'm getting this right. Uh, but I believe. The, the total wealth in the United States, all wealth, not just income, but all wealth, the top 1% on the 33% of it, the top 10% on 70%. Meanwhile, the bottom 50%, literally half of our country has about 2% of the entire wealth. Now, you so can't tell me that is uh, because we have an unequal distribution of power. Oh, come on. Capital is power. Capital is power. Elon Musk has power in a way that you won't have and I won't have. Uh, hey, don't, that, don't that, know I mean, about me. Yeah, no, don't don't know about that. Now, my dad doesn't own an Emerson farm. So, right. that, that's, so you're, that's already behind, but you're already behind, behind the starting gun. Yeah, you yeah, are. And, and you're also not white. And that also makes it more difficult in this country. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh -uh. I'm so glad you said that. Bro. I'm glad you I, said I, that. I, I, I didn't want to be the one to say it. I'm so glad you said that, bro. Continue. Okay. I, I, sure. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, uh, we can, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to open a can of worms there, but so anyway, inequality is incompatible at some level with democracy and we don't have a democratic society when so few own so much and so many own so little. And ultimately, without working people, there is no economy, right? Well, We're, we we build the roads, we be build the planes, we, we, we fly the planes, we drive the trains, we grow the food. Um, money that grows its own money, which is ultimately what most capitalists are in a situation, right? They have money that is growing its own money. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the vast majority of human beings in this country and across the world, we don't have that. We don't have property that can grow enough to sustain our living. But why is can... that though? What's the cause? Why? Why? That's do... capitalism. I mean, that's capitalism. No, but there's Wealth is not distributed equally. There's got to be a reason. And you have to be able right, to there's a capitalist class. There's a capitalist class that has that owns the means of production. The vast majority of us do not own the means of production. We don't have ownership in the economy. Our only choice is to go out and sell our labor to a capitalist and hope it's enough to survive on. No, the that only is not choice, your only choice. On. That's not your yeah. only For the vast on, majority of people in this country and around the world, that is it. Maybe you know, travel that's, to what, other that's, countries? The, that's what they chose. That's what they chose though, Adam. They chose, okay. do you want to own the means of production? <laughs> I want all of us to democratically no, own no, means of you, production. No, no, Adam, you, Adam, absolutely not. Because here's, I do not, and here's why. I don't think I'm better than anybody else, and I don't think anybody else is better than me. And that's ultimately 
my philosophy when it comes to life and when it comes to the economy and when it comes to society, I'm not better than anybody else. Nobody we're not else better, is better, but we're me. not the same. We're definitely not the same. The guy that's standing we're on not, the streets that's home. We're not the I'm same. Not- no, you're not the same, but that doesn't justify him not having a home just as if Elon Musk legitimately is smarter than me, which frankly, I question that. But even if he really? is, that doesn't, that doesn't justify. <laughs> hey, well, I haven't, my list of failures. Okay. This grant that he is smarter than me. He's, he's a, he's a brilliant person. who's just that much more intelligent than me. You think that, that you doesn't justify you though? So is that how we should run society? Should we all take IQ tests and whoever scores what? the best okay. gets the most no, property? You got me there. I, I'm not saying that you we know? should do that. I'm not saying we do should we want to compare a, a number scores? above our heads. A number above <laughs> our heads, like, oh, your IQ is this. So yeah, right. go ahead. Go ahead and no, we, we, we all have different that way. No, no, we should. We all You're have right. different strengths and we all have different talents and skills. And I don't think the way we those talents and skills, some of them are innate. Some of them are based on choices you make, but the collection of those talents and skills, positives and negatives, should not translate into some people own the economy and the rest of us don't have a say in it. But and we live in America, though, Adam, though. And that, we, we, well, that's, uh, that's what America is about. Like, you have the opportunity to go out there and get it. And, you, and it's not illegal to take it from somebody else. It's not illegal to do that. If somebody now, I'm else not with says, that. I'm not. I'm not against coveting. But, I'm not trying to take no, somebody else's stuff. No, it's not like stealing. It's not stealing somebody else's stuff. But if somebody else said, "Man, I really like," they have a problem. It's like, man, I I really wish that I could figure out a solution to me to to so that I could be warm even in the winter. And then somebody else said, "Hmm." And then ten years later, the coat is made. I'm so glad that you said that, Phoenix. Yeah. Is, that person has provided a value to something that he has taken 10 years of his life to build, make, manufacture, and produce. And he has provided a value to millions and billions of people. That's some Donald Trump. I'm, I will never say millions and millions and billions on this stream. I will not say millions and billions again. Um, that he, has that. Provided, he has provided, say <laughs> <laughs> he has provided a, um, a value to all of these people in the world. So I feel like he should be compensated for that value. If each coat is $10 and you sell that coat to 2 million people, you got $20 million now. And so instead of taking that $20 million and just paying the production of building the coat, now you're like, I need to take this $20 million and hire more people so I can sell more coats. Let me give these people jobs and let me pay them so they can sell their labor here and work so that they can make these other, and you know what the difference between the people that come in there and work and the people that have the mindset of uh, entrepreneurial spirit and the people that have the mindset of abundance? Somebody else said, I'm not going to work in this Coke factory. I'm going to make a different Coke. I'm going to make a new brand, and I'm going to have my brand be better than the brand that he that first got put. If y'all think the first Coke is worse or, or is better than the Coke that we have now, absolutely not. Somebody else decided to, to, um, to stack on on that knowledge and built something that was better than every than the one that came out previously, just like with the iPhone. Well, not really with the iPhone, but with Android phones, like it gets better every year, normally, right? It gets better every year. So I, I just, yeah, I mean, people, I don't, I, I don't think that either of us 
don't reckon that people should be compensated for their time and, and their labor and their ideas. I think that's actually like the entire well, thing that, that, that we're about. I think that we reckon people should be uh, compensated for their time and their labor and ideas. And I think that that includes, uh, you know, that includes the workers. And I, and I think that uh, the way that people are compensated, I, I, and, and, and like Adam said, I think that similarly, I'm not interested in, owning myself a business uh, again, because I, I don't believe that, um, I, I think that everybody who works, uh, everybody who works in a project should have a say over it. And I don't think that uh, just because you, uh, just because you started it, or you happen to, you know, have the capital to begin it, I don't think that that gives that ought to give you sole discretion over how it's run because um, you can't, I, I think that people should have sole discretion over things that they can do themselves. Right. I think that so, if, if you're, if you're able to run a business and you can do it completely by yourself, then I think go more ham. power to you, more yeah. power to you and, you know, wish you the best of luck. But I think the moment that you involve another person, I think you have to relinquish some of your, some of your power. Now I don't Now Does that mean you have to relinquish all of it does that mean that the first person that you bring in to you know to to like get, go get your mail or answer your phone does that mean that they should have 50% voting power in in everything that you do not no not no not necessarily but i think that they should have uh, they should have a say and i think that the more people that you bring in i think the less say that that the boss and the capitalist should have um and and i think that uh and, and I think that that would be in proportion to how valuable they are in the company. So I think that if you're in a, you know, I think that if you're in a company and you're, uh, you know, it's you and one other person and you're like, you know, putting in, you know, a whole lot of hours, you're really thinking about how to improve the company. And this other person is just like, just doing exactly what they're telling you to, you know, I think obviously like it makes more sense for you to have more of a say. And I think that one person can do the work of two people. So I think if you hire on two people, I think that it makes sense that you have more of a say than them and even three or four people. You start going beyond that and then it's, you just can't do everything that you're getting these other people to do. And so I think that, that, that they deserve some amount of say. And then I think that once you start getting ridiculous corporations like, like, you know, like Amazon and, and Tesla and all these things, I think that, uh, you know, you, which is why we have shareholders you, could, you, you right. could you, you know but, you, you could you, you could replace you know the people at the top with, with a whole lot of other people and things would things would be able to run fine but you couldn't get rid of every single employee well, that's why companies have executives right because they're, they're, they're it is i know adam you said you don't really agree with like the hierarchy and stuff like that but in reality that's how companies are really ran like the ceo the coo you know the cmo like all all these people the owner of that business is trickling down and hiring the people that he needs to run that business so that if anything happens to him, the business still runs, everybody still has a job. Because at the end of the day, you might you might say that once you get over four, five, six, seven employees and they can do more work than you can do by yourself, if you're asking me, they should be, in, in my mind, for, I had to build that company up in order for them to be able to work there at all. Like, cause it costs, it costs a substantial amount of money to be able to hire five people. If you're hiring five people that you, you need to be making a substantial amount of income. 
like, because, and I'm especially, I'm sure, off of you guys' standard of what you guys think people should be getting paid. So, Adam, let me ask you this. If you were coming in for a landscape job, let's say you didn't have a degree. Let's, I'm not Adam. Uh, Jacob, let's say you didn't have a degree. That's what you do. But let's say you didn't. And you came in and you wanted to, you wanted to get a job working for my company. And I asked you what I asked everybody. Hey, how much would you like to be, uh, how much would you like to be paid per hour? What would you say? Oh, I don't think you could pay me enough to go work for a landscaping company. <laughs> I think I like I think I like my nice clickety clackety nine to five office job. Tired. I think you're gonna have a hard time pulling me from it. Um, but but, well, but, saying, but to like, entertain you, okay, the hypothetical. Okay, no, no, entertain, me, what should we and this is a better question? What should uh in your opinion, what should we be paying our guys to go out here and yeah, uh, yeah. and work? Um a living wage. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm every so single glad. worker, I, I, every I, I, single I, I, worker, yeah, I, I, every single worker deserves a living wage. What and every that? single worker is enough to sustain a decent life. And you can measure that in around $15 an hour, typically is considered living wage in most areas, not in some. Um, so I think every worker deserves a, if a worker works and they exchange their labor, the wage they get in exchange should be enough to sustain themselves. And if a business owner can't afford to do that, I'm sorry, but their right to have the business is not more important than the right of a worker to live a life. And that, maybe, you know, maybe yeah. at some point that business can't operate because of whatever reason they're not being profitable by paying a living wage. But the thing is, in our society, in our economy, we must have labor. We must have workers. We don't need capitalists. We need capital, we, but we don't need capitalists. Without right? the capitalists, the, the, you don't have a place to come and work at. No, The government can true. create jobs. Employees can create. The government, the Department of Defense is the biggest employer. They have. They it is. That's the, the biggest welfare most, program in this hello. country. <laughs> the most, they employ the most people. But in order, like, but you're thinking of one, one thing, and I don't really, the Department of Defense is technically a business, but. Um, I'm not even thinking about that. If I come in and I and I and we build roads, right? If I come in and I hire ten guys and they think that they're they should be allowed to have more power than me when I built the business to be able to bring you in and pay you, I paid for all of the heavy equipment to build these roads that are hundreds of thousands of dollars. I paid for the truck. How'd you get all that money? Because I worked right. for it, Adam. I worked for it. Well, I took some out people, a loan. Maybe I took out a loan from the bank. Maybe I used Adam, somebody I'm else still stuck on that. You said that we're you said that we're not white, and you said the only way to own excuse no, me. No, 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 no. I never said the I never said the I never said only anything. <laughs> I did say that in this country it is harder to advance when you're no, a minority. Use the word when only. No, use I the don't word only. You use the word only, though. If I use that, then I retract that. I no, apologize. you just can't say it. You just no, you <laughs> no, can't just no, retract because... it because we can go back. You definitely said only. Use the word only, okay. and you said we were. You said we're not white, and the only way is to exchange your time for a salary, right? We can go back, and if I'm wrong, correct me. But I definitely okay. remember you saying yeah, that. You're, you're, All right, you're, let me you're, let me you're... clear this up. Then the vast majority of people in this country, on this earth, are working people whose only real practical option, not theoretical, but practical option is to go work for somebody. Um, that is the default for most people. Have you guys I traveled outside that, of the country? I, yes, I have. And I do think that it is more difficult 
to advance as a person of color in this country. And it's not me thinking that that is statistically borne out. That is a hundred percent. I agree. Factual uh, inequality is racially skewed just as it's skewed by gender uh, and other identities. I mean, that now, we have, a, we have with that. So look, I Phoenix don't. definitely. And I, I'm so glad you said that, Adam, because Phoenix definitely does not hear. I, I agree. Fine. I agree with you on that. But I think now in 2022, we we're we have more opportunity with grants. Black women definitely have more opportunities. So I see. Now, women I don't know the general. facts on that. Women in <laughs> so, general. Have, I know people that are, are, I know business owners that are switching the ownership of their companies from them to their wives just so they can get grants. Mm -hmm. And these grants are coming from the government. Like, the, you guys have got to understand something that the, the government and with the tax code, with, I mean, uh, the way that grants are pushed out for certain things, our business is a federal contract. Like, we have, we can, we can work for the federal government and do work for the federal government. But I do. I will not push out in 2022 that it is harder for a black person to advance than it is for a white person to advance. That is not something I'm going to tell my children. Me and Sarad are statistical anomalies in every sense of the word. I didn't grow up in a two-parent household. I grew up in a single-parent household. I should be in jail. A. Sarad grew up in St. Louis in a two-parent household. Sarad should be dead be but instead we under we decided we were going to put the work in the mental work the physical work the spiritual work too which we're still putting into this day so that we could get ahead of the curve and and put in the risk and do something that somebody else isn't doing which is why i asked you why you think that most people think that their only choice is to go and work for somebody else do you think most people know how to start a business no, I don't. And I think most people don't have the capacity in terms of what? their personal lifestyle, the money available excuses. to them. Excuses. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, you're a white male, right? So if you're a white male, you automatically get loans. And I didn't want to bring that up because <laughs> I don't really know uh, the statistics on that, but you brought it up. So let's just talk about it. You can go in a sure. bank, you're getting a loan. We walk in a bank, we're getting denied. These are the facts. Oh. <laughs> we're getting denied. Oh. We've got denied. Phoenix may disagree where they're. Oh. He doesn't well, because we definitely got denied. <laughs> <laughs> he got denied. So we I have know. gotten denied. We definitely have gotten denied. But I mean, it, I, I'm just, I. If I continue to push that out into the world, I would not tell people that they only have one choice. We talk to people every day. Me and Sherrod talk to people every day, or half a squad, whatever's showing up on the screen right now. Um, we talk to people every day. And they honestly think that the only choice that they have is to go and work for somebody else. And the people that have, everybody has dreams. That's what our channel is focused on. That's what the No Excuses podcast started on. Everybody's got dreams and goals. You guys have dreams and goals. Adam, you've got goals. Jacob's got goals too. Regardless of what your goals are, is none of my business. But what is my business is your success. That's what we do. Your success is, is my business. business. <laughs> yeah. So if I tell you, hey, man, I know you're doing everything right, but sometimes your skin's just melanated and you just can't get it. Like you just, <laughs> you just can't get it. You're just too dark. Like it, I will not tell them that because there are there are black men out here and black women out here that are really doing well. And they decided to push past the excuses and go out here 
and get it done somehow, some way. Because the only way I don't preach own a business, own a business, own a business to everybody, because owning a business isn't the only way that you can be successful. Success is different for each person. Um, success for me is creating a life for my family that's that's like the best life that I can put in. And I'm willing to put my body and my mind on the line in order to do that for my kids and for my future wife. So I just don't understand how you can say, like, there was probably certain kids in your classroom that you were like, man, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with that guy. He doesn't listen. He's always talking in class. Like, he just he just doesn't pay attention. Like, I don't understand how you think you're going to go anywhere in life if you don't do these things. Or, like, you know, if you don't do these things. But that's not their only choice. There's some millionaires that don't even, like, they don't even preach school to their children. So it's just, it's just like, I don't. There's some millionaires that can't even read. Some of these rappers. Well, so I think that, you know, um, I, uh, a, a couple of things that I, I want to try to see if I can't see if I can't bring everybody to a bit of an understanding. And, and, and because I, I completely get where you're coming from Phoenix about like, I, like, I don't want to make people feel like. Like demographics or destiny. Like, Exactly. Because they're not. Exactly. And I don't want anyone to think that that was, you know, the message I'm conveying. Sorry. I think that, yeah, but I I think that's exactly right. It's harder harder to be black. Well, I think that there's a difference between, you know, a a descriptively talking about reality and then prescriptively telling people how they should behave, knowing that description. Right. So I think that it's I think that it's actually incumbent on us to to accurately describe the world. And and I think in order to accurately describe the world, I think that we have to recognize that some people face unique difficulties. Um, And 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 and, and so I think that I think that that, now now uh, a difficulty is not an impossibility. Uh, And it's certainly not. And I think that actually unions are some of the best pathways to uh to a good decent middle class life for people from underserved backgrounds where uh it's more difficult for them to get into other industries i talked to somebody the other day who uh you know who happened to be white but he had some other things that were going for him that made him face unique difficulties and that was he has a rap right he's been to prison uh he's been on drugs he joined the Iron Workers Union, made it through their apprenticeship program. Now he's making, uh, you know, $35 an hour. He's got a wife. He's got a kid. He owns a house, all of this stuff. Wow, that's really good. But now, but it, so descriptively, it is more difficult to have a good life if you're a, if you were at one point a drug addict. It is more difficult to have a good life if you have at one point been to jail, right? And I think that that's, that's just descriptively yeah. how the world works. Certain but, places you can't work. Certain places you can't work. But what is that? Does that mean that when I accurately describe the world, does that mean that I'm telling you if you've been a drug addict, well, you go you go shoot yourself now, you're never going to be amount to anything? No, of course not. I'm just describing the world. And 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 so what do we do with that? Well, what we tell people to one of the things that we tell people to do that is consider a trade union apprenticeship program. Go to the iron workers. Uh, local union hall, go to the electrical workers, local union hall, go to the pipe fitters, local union hall, and see if you can get into their apprenticeship program. And you can end up making 35, 45, $50 an hour, $60 an hour. I talked to a pipe fitter, didn't have a college degree. He was in the union. He made a quarter million dollars in one year in the union. 
right? And so there's, so, so I, I just, I want to make sure that we understand that like, it's not, we're not saying that, okay, look, we're just saying that sometimes some people, because of this or that reason, face unique difficulties. That doesn't mean that they can't succeed or they can't have a good life, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's all that that's all that Adam was saying as far as just just recognizing the discrepancies based on color in this country. And I think that that's just a description of reality. And I think that how we respond to that is 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 you know what? is different. But then and also, I think I also agree with the 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 only practical choice that a lot of people have is going to be going and and, and working for somebody. And I think that you have a lot of choice about where you go to work. Um, you don't have a lot of choice about what jobs are available uh, in your area. And moving is very capital intensive. You know, capital is very important, even if capitalists aren't. Um, and, and so these are things that that make it difficult practically for working people to be able uh, uh, to navigate the world. And so, of course, of course, you're going to be able to say that, okay, sure, maybe I can start a business and, and, and you, you no, could, no, no, maybe. but you could, hey, okay. You know, well, you a, a person may be able to start a business, but, but wh- wh- I mean, anybody why? can start a business, Everybody, anybody can start a business, but you've got to have a, you've got to have it. Yeah. I mean, there's only there. so many, not, yeah, not <laughs> no, everybody. You just here's a, here's a fact. Here. You don't have to do that. No, sure, everybody. Here's, don't a have fa- to, no. here's a fact though. Not everybody. It is just factual that not everybody can be a business owner so yes. factually yes. some people are going to have to work for somebody else and and also factually the majority of people are going to have to work for somebody else and no. and all and no, yes, because you can't have you can't have a society where uh, you know you have 150 million small businesses right there are 300 million people in the country you can't we're have all small businesses, businesses on tiktok we're all making money right if you if you do <laughs> tiktok you're a small that's business. not the same you're a small business you're a that's you are a, a small, small entertainment company. That's a small content <laughs> a small creator. Very small. Well, here's here's what here's actor. what actually though we are we are a small uh, we are incorporated as a small business nonprofit, uh, but we're run democratically. We're run democratically, right? I don't uh, you know Adam can't tell me what to do without consulting everybody else. And even though like in some ways I'm like the face of the show, right? If all the other six people that are involved in the project got together and voted according to our bylaws, I would have to leave that. And that would be that because that's how we've, we've structured the company because we've given everybody a say. No, no man. Nobody, we're, yeah. We're no, not doing we that. We no. are business partners as well. We own businesses together. If I came to Sarad and we got our board of directors together and I said, Hey, I don't care that Sarad has $135,000 in equipment sitting at the shop right now bump him it's time that he takes a walk kick rocks but why is that well he's just been being rude to customers and you know blah 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 and i'm just and they're just like and sharad walks in and he's like what y'all talking about it's like my name on this building too so it's just like the democratic thing we don't even run our country as a democracy so no, it's an issue that's it's a problem. uh now I'm I'm all for it as you can probably tell, but I'm <laughs> I'm I'm using the tools that the government um against my against my what I think should happen. They didn't teach us this stuff in school. They don't mm-hmm. teach you in school how to start a business. School is built, and I already know I'm gonna get some flack for saying this. School is built to make you a better employee or a better prisoner. Yeah. I actually uh, agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I think you're both think, right. 
if you really think about it, you come in at seven. The bell runs at 12, 12 for lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You stay at school for about eight hours. You do your work. You do homework. You know, you get a grade. And then mm-hmm. if you do well, you get to go up to the next grade. You get told end. to go outside to the yard for recess. Yeah. I mean, it's sports and all that other yeah. stuff is a different yeah, part Yeah, you're of not going to find any pushback on the industrial model of education for me because uh, <laughs> I, I was in the inside. I know the flaws for sure. Adam's like, I How know. much better it could be. <laughs> Adam's um, like, I was in it. I know. I, I know how much better it could be. And, and you're right. That is the that is the mentality. It is workforce preparedness. It's right. Mm-hmm. That's and they even are pretty explicit about that, that they tell you, like, you're being trained to know how to show up on time, how to follow directions, how to turn in stuff by due date. So, I mean, well, I, I would think, agree with you. On why that. do you think some of the most some of the best excuse me, hiccups? Why do you think some of the best business owners? with some of the worst students? Well, I think the skills don't necessarily translate. And I would also say that being a successful business owner comes from having a lot of money, either access to it or you already have it. Um, you don't have and to I'm have talking, a lot of money. To be, All you I, need in the state of Elon Alabama Musk. is $230 to start a business, right? Talk, $230. I'm not talking about a $230 business. I'm talking about a business that employs hundreds or thousands or millions of people. But we, you know, you just but no business, case, No but business starts, starts out that way. Yeah, it has to start it somewhere, bro. somewhere. And then $230. Yeah, well, I, I mean, to Jacob's point, you can't well, it have starts with apartheid emerald mines. <laughs> right. But that's such a minority, though. That's such a minority. And then, is it, even is with it, that, is it actually, that, how, how much of a minority uh, do you think an origin story like that is among the billionaire class? I mean, versus the bootstraps, you know, yeah. from, from nothing. I mean, because statistically, they're more likely than not to have, have been born into it. I feel like if your family, if your family has it, they earned it from somewhere. They it just they didn't shit it out. Yeah, from the from, from the actual people somewhere. who mined the emeralds in apartheid South Africa. That's the people that earned the money. That Elon. <laughs> in Musk some cases, with. it was from slaves, <laughs> literal slaves. Like, so, like, that's the people. Like Elon Musk should get all of his money to the apartheid emerald miners in South Africa. That is he theirs. Definitely OD right now. Yeah, but, if, but you gotta understand for them to be able to work in those mines, they have to be paid. Where's the money come from? From to the people who mined before them. You have to pay to hire people, guys. You have mm-hmm. to pay to hire people. Like when I pay it, when I when I and I tell a guy you're making forty thousand dollars a year, in reality, I'm probably spending around fifty three to fifty six, right? Fifty six thousand or so Somewhere after. Yeah, with yeah. The, I know I know for example with the iron workers union there their actual rate of pay is 32 to $35 an hour starting out as a journeyman and but their total compensation package is like 47 $50 an hour when, once you can right. consider all the so, retirement and pension and But I mean healthcare. even with that if I it, if your family and that's all about generational wealth so it sounds to me like you guys don't really like the, the concept of generational wealth because you don't feel Correct. like people should be able to have that much wealth or didn't come I from say, it because i don't see you guys your dad giving you money and say you know what dad that's cool <laughs> i ain't work for that just keep it most of us don't ever have that option and most but of that's us cool will. that's but that's, that's cool but it sounds that's, that's, it, it sounds like what if you did you would not take it or you're, you're hating take, on the people you're listen, hating on the people if i win the lottery it. i hell yeah i'm cashing it in are you uh, also right. okay wait so a minute you, <laughs> so <laughs> you win the lottery are you giving it to some people that's unfortunate less fortunate than you 
Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Man, I'll tell you what, know, the, how many, how many, how many extra Alabama bedrooms be do you have in your room right now? How many extra bedrooms do you have in your room right now? In your house. Are we really good? Come on now. No, this, no that's, a valid, come on, that's a valid thing, Adam. Come on. That's valid. Because Wait, are you saying I should let someone stay in my house right now? Am I, well, should I give somebody some of my money that I work for? What I'm arguing is that you alone didn't work for anything. All wealth in this country, it comes mm -hmm. from labor. Without people working. without people And you didn't build mining, that home by yourself either. No, workers did. Workers did, but some contractor capitalist took a big fat cut off the top of it. Because he's the one that built the company for them to be able to go out and do that. But see, here's, the, here's what we're saying, though, is that he paid for that all the people that uh, there are other ways. There are ways to cooperatively purchase materials and cooperatively. No, buy that's the not how we do it. It's not. No, that's not how you do it. But, but, no, but that's I, not. It's not. Your no job company's doing that. Come yeah. in. And, and say, hey, bro, where's on the, those expenses? That is yeah. not your job. Your job is to come in, clock in, work. I pay you. You don't have to come in and say, I'm going to pay for my own insurance. If I offer insurance baggage for health, vision, and dental, you get that when you come in to work for me. And I pay for that. And you pay me back from me taking a little bit of a cut from your paycheck or whatever to pay for it. It's very expensive. But if we're building a house and I have a contracting company and I hire you, I'm not hiring you and be like, Adam, where's the wood? He was like, hey, man, I don't have enough money to pay for half of the wood for this house. Like, I don't know. I, I understand exactly if what you're you saying. If you paid for half the wood, you would get half of that big check that the guy that owns the company would get. No, I get I get what you're saying. I'm not I'm not disputing that. Uh, what I'm, I'm suggesting is that there are alternative business models where it is not what you're describing. Show me. Uh, where, and, where? And what, it's, Show me the facts. Worker yeah. cooperatives are historic. They exist all over. They're they're out there. But that's what I'm saying is you can't build a house without workers there to build it. Someone, somehow, the government could provide materials. All of us as workers could come in together and provide materials. A charity could provide materials, mm -hmm. right? You don't need an individual named a boss to make a house become built. You do need workers to build the house. You don't and think that's that we the need difference. bosses? No. No. What? What is the that's military crazy. then? <laughs> well, the military is, is, well, the military is a military, right? And I don't yeah. think workers should be treated like they're in the military. <laughs> wow. I, I don't believe in hierarchy. I'm, I, you know, I, so I no but, listen. But the military model does work. Because it keeps, there's a it keeps you command safe. soldiers. It keeps you safe. It keeps invaders <laughs> but, from coming over here and sniping it, you. Yeah, but in and no right, but we're saying that treating people like uh like soldiers, but the military model does work, especially when, when we're about to get into our next topic about you guys when it comes to disrespect in the workplace. Because in the military, while hey, I went to military college, so Sharad was in the army as well. So if Sherrod is an officer and I am enlisting and Sherrod is a higher rank than me, while I may hate Sherrod's guts, I will respect that rank even if I don't respect Sherrod. I will because I know it's downrange and he has to come back home to his family. I know it's downrange. He has to come back home to his family. If he doesn't, it's on my back, on my name, on my rank, on my pay grade. So if a bit if a boss doesn't do what he needs to do to make to uh to make sure that the business is running the way that it needs to run, workers don't get paid, 
you start getting start getting just like Amazon's doing right now. Right. You start cutting ten thousand employee employees in your executive office. Yeah, Elon Musk is firing people, and I believe he's firing them because he they're not actually working. They're just they go Looking to three forty five minute meetings, drink of some wine, and go home. <laughs> but the I mean, should it be ran like the military? In some aspects, I do think it should be. But that's what that's just us, and it's worked right. for us. Uh, but in other aspects, it can't be run like the military because this isn't the military. There's certain things in the military that fly that will not fly in the private sector. But we are we believe in free market, man. If if you, especially when it comes down to pay, if you don't like how much you're getting paid here, then you need to find. If you feel like you're worth more, then you need to go somewhere and have somebody else agree that you're worth more, so that they well, will pay you. Then you're what if not that option's not available. <laughs> you're, you're not, not worth, worth more. more. <laughs> so some people, I don't believe, I don't agree with that. A life of dignity, or <laughs> some, you so, know, I mean, well, really, are we going to say that some people aren't worth a life of dignity? Because ultimately, well, that's what so it you're boils down life to. Dignity. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? What do you Safe, mean? secure housing, food, water, clothing. But that's uh, the, the essential to every time. person, though, Adam. That's a, like. When, it, when people say living wage, that my neurons just, they stop firing. Pay enough to have a cost of living, right? You can't, you literally cannot survive on $7.25 an hour. You cannot But there aren't survive. that many people that are getting paid $7.25 an hour either. That's like and a they very shouldn't small be. percentage they shouldn't of the company. Be. I mean, that's they a small percentage be. of the world. Like, I mean, it's. If well, I would say it's all subjective on your lifestyle at States. the end of the day. United it's subjective States. on your lifestyle because some people like like we talked about if on our podcast. If you decided to have three children, should yeah. I should I pay you <laughs> something more than what you're worth just because you decided to have three children? If you decided to smoke your bong every night, right? Should I have to pay yeah, you, you to support that? Weed down. Yeah. Should I pay <laughs> so that you can so because so to support your way of living? No, or should I just, should I pay you a percentage, which is normally what happens? Should I pay you a percentage of the amount of revenue that the business makes? Because majority, what's the what is the um, uh, Adam and Jacob? Um, this is a question I, I want you guys to answer. What is the highest expense in any business? The highest expense. What's the most? What's the money? What's most of the money spent on? In most cases, it's labor cost. Employees. They get almost they get forty to uh, between forty to eighty percent of the labor revenue of these companies, and then so if I'm giving if I put up all of the risks again in this business, I know how you feel about risk taking. I'm just saying if I'm putting in forty percent, if I'm putting in all of these risks to That's have smoke. this business so that you can come in and you can work here and I can pay you forty thousand dollars a year when I'm really only spending fifty seven thousand dollars a year to have you here, and that's without benefits like. It's I want to be able to give my workers health insurance, vision, dental, but that's not common in the landscape industry for people to have health insurance, vision, dental, 401k match and all this other stuff. It's not a common occurrence, especially for a company. Sounds like you need Medicare for all. If we had a Medicare for all national health system, we're not going to get into the topic. We're not going to get into the topic of fucking. I'm just teasing you, man. I'm just teasing you. I'm definitely not. I, I know a person. I know a little girl from Canada that's. They and they have um, uh, free health care, um, which it's free, but you know taxes and whatnot. But it is you know free health care, and she's dead now because she was two hundred and sixty something on the list, and she had a really bad brain tumor. 
But if they had private companies and they were paying a premium for that service, then she would have been able to get in there. Like, I don't want to play with my life like that. Anyway, the um, the when 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 we have these businesses and people are telling us, because I've had people come to me and they say, I want to be paid $30 an hour to work at a lawn care company. I want to be paid $40 an hour to work at a lawn care company. But they, and eater. then we give them a weed eater and they can't even start the weed eater. They're flooding the engine. And I have to train them on how to do this stuff to do the the the, uh, the my company's way, and I have to put money into them when I hire them. I have to pay them money and then put money into them to train them. If they break something, it's on me. All this equipment that I have is on me. Like if I put in all of this money into this business, and it's doing so well that I'm able to hire people and I'm doing three million, four million, five million dollars a year, shouldn't I get a majority cut? of the business shouldn't i get every all the money that's left over from paying people shouldn't that money go to me so there uh uh no i don't think so (laughs) here's here's the the thing without like i said before and and i I don't want to sound like a broken record but without labor there is no economy without labor there is no business right there's no products that are being made there's no services being offered uh you know a capitalist can have the most brilliant idea they could be the smartest person in the world but unless someone will literally work to implement that it doesn't happen um but something you said earlier that i wanted to go back to before we move on was that you two are statistical anomalies which proves my point um, because as Jacob said, you know, there's what's real and then there's like how we should behave. And I think every single person should try to live the best life they can and make the best choices they can and work hard to do right. Be responsible. No, totally no, believe in believe personal that. Respons- Absolutely. I do believe in personal responsibility. But y'all don't think billionaires and millionaires should be able to exist. That's correct. That's right. Because. Yeah. So you don't believe that. So if you believe that I should be able to go out and work and work as hard as I can, why am I going to work as hard as I can if I'm not able to achieve the top as much wealth as I can too? If I work as really? hard as I, I mean, can, do you think I, the wealth I, that do I do? You think that the do you think that the hardest? Who do you think? Who do you think would be? Oh, you already it, know what you're about to ask. Me. Who, yes. who do you, who who would you say is would be the hardest working people in the country right now? The hardest working people in the country. Yeah, yeah. You said you said the question. You, you you were like, well, you know, if well, why why would I have the incentive to work? It's hard if I can't make, you know, millions or billions of dollars. Who do you think the hardest working people in the country are right now? Well, so that would depend. That would depend on what on what they're doing. But I don't really know who the hardest working people. I think probably we're talking about individuals. We're not. Yeah, I would say probably some of the hardest working people in the country right now are the folks on uh, the West Coast, uh, documented and undocumented immigrants who work from sunup to sundown in the desert heat, uh, pulling crops for $10 a ton. I think those are probably some of the most hardworking people in the country. And they do it from sunup, sundown every day without hardly any benefits. They make uh, significantly less than any of us on this call do, I feel comfortable in assuming. Uh, and yet they're working really, really hard and uh, they're not millionaires or billionaires. And so, and so I think that, I think that uh, lots of people work hard without the, you know, there are lots of reasons that people will work hard. Uh, I work hard um, 
when I work, you know, I, I don't want to work all the time. I want to have leisure time. I want to spend time with my fiance. I want to and spend I'm time totally with my dog. I want to, you know, I, I want to be able to, you know, uh, uh, go to cookouts and all this stuff. But when I work, I do work uh, and I work I, hard and I do that uh, to support the mission of my agency, which I believe in. Um, I believe that the energy division of, of, of the agency that I work for uh, is, is important. And I think that we have a good mission and I believe in it and I want to see it succeed. Uh, and I want to support my coworkers. I want to support, uh, the people that, that I work with and I want to, I want to do a good job and I like doing a good job. It feels good to do a good job and I don't need the incentive of being a billionaire. Uh, like I don't like, I, I don't need, and most people, most people, the vast majority of people in this country work hard without that incentive. So I think, I think that's, uh, well, they, that, they that doesn't hard. really make that that they, doesn't they make sense to me hard, but, but they don't work do you think that they're like you said you want to spend time with your fiance you want to spend time with your kids you want to do all this stuff i don't want to do all of that i'm These willing CEOs to sacrifice my not yeah. doing that. We're sacrificing. yeah and, and, and here's and sherrod i hope that i i hope and and i hope that you make more money than i do if you're working I harder will. Yeah, I, will be I hope that you do. I hope that you do. And there are people, like I said, the, the the that pipe fitter, that pipe fitter guy who made a quarter million dollars in one year working on a job, uh, that guy worked a lot. <laughs> you know, and I worked I, and, and I volunteered for uh, the Hurricane Ida uh, recovery down in New Orleans. Um, and I worked seven twelves for a month. And guess what? I made a lot of money that month, right? <laughs> and so I hope that people make more money when they work harder uh, and when they work longer. Right. Mm, and I, but I, I, hope I, I but, I'm not but really I think on that string, when you say work hard, you mean physical labor because work harder or work or, or work harder physically or work. I, I think that you can do mental labor. I think most of my job is, is mental labor as far as what I do well, uh, for Adam, a job. Now, now my, it was physical labor when I was down in New Orleans. Right. But uh, but most of the time I, I work mentally. Where is my four hour work week book? Where is that? Book hey, I, oh, right. my goodness. So, Where is so my look, book on it? So look, there's there's <laughs> and I'm not really with the four hour work week because I believe in going out and working. I now I know the whole thing today is like do one hour work. You don't have to work for the rest of the week and blah, blah, blah. But I believe in actually going out and putting in the work. And Apple wasn't formed off of a guy that that followed the four hour work week. Amazon wasn't followed by a guy that, that would owned by a guy that followed the four-hour work. Like, these multi-billion dollar corporations aren't owned by people that are following that kind of stuff. So when I'm saying, if you want to go out and hang out with your fiance, if you want to go and hang out with your kids, you don't want to miss that birthday party. You don't want to miss that piano recital. You want to have dinner with your kids and your wife every single night. That's completely fine. That's what you chose to do, and that's the For beauty sure. of the United that's States. That's your you decision. Do. That is mm -hmm. your choice. Is that your yeah. only choice? Absolutely no, not. It's not. It's not your only choice. So, my I want to give my kids I and my wife the, uh, the ability to go to the to the hotel that I own. Hey, babe, <laughs> I might not be able to have dinner with you, but and that's, the... that's the difference. Mm -hmm. that's yeah, the and, I'm, and I'm happy for people hard now I'm, I'm... so that we don't have to work as hard later on. We're working sure. hard now and... so that we don't have to work hard for a company for twenty to thirty mm -hmm. years. We can work ten years now and have the rest of our lives to spend with our family. And mm -hmm. it takes a very special wife, a very special, you're going to have to deal with the repercussions that come with you missing things. But you know, in your brain as a man, like you're doing these things to give your family the best life possible, the best life yeah. that they possibly can. And, and I think that, I, and I don't think that you guys should be able to say, I can't have 
this, if I want to have 30 kids and I want to build a company and make as much money so I can have 30 kids and have a 16,000 square foot house, then I should be able to do that. You should not be able to put a cap on my wealth in a free market. That's why we, we have should a free be able market. To, yeah. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should be able to, I think absolutely that people should be able to, should, why, should be able to work. Why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will. I think that people <laughs> should be able to work harder, work longer. And I think that they should be, be able to make more. But I also think that, I think that there are reasonable limits. Like there are on, on anything else that we allow in this society. Um, I think that we as a society have a right uh, to say that, uh, that, that no, you just, you shouldn't be able to be a billionaire. And, and I think that, I think that the reason for that is, is, is twofold in, in my view, and, and we're going to have to wrap it up. We've got another interview at 630, but happy to do this okay. any, any time. But the reason for that is happy to come on again anytime. Well, and, on. I, I want to clarify, is it just billionaires or is it millionaires too? I think that, I think that probably society would be better if we didn't have millionaires. But I think that if you want, if you want to talk about having net worths of one, two, three million dollars, I think that you could probably convince me of that. It's um, on a different scale. Than... Yeah, it's on a totally different scale. What, yeah. what about the presidents that that own these unions? Yeah, I don't. I think they should that, not be millionaires. They, yeah, they the, should not be millionaires. Yeah, I mean, and, they and don't own that, the unions. To be clear, they don't own them. But right. if like the people who are in charge, the executive the directors, right. the presidents, they should not yeah. be making I, millions. And I would vehemently oppose any union leader. Mm -hmm. who argue that they should be a millionaire. Yeah. They can, they and can. I think that if you listen to the show long enough, you, you would hear those critiques of, of, of even hierarchies in the union. I think, and I think the hierarchies in the union develop democratically to a certain extent. And, and there are some, you know, that there's, there's some amount of there, there's some amount of say that the members have, and there's a lot of say that the members have actually members have the final say on, on anything. And, and so we would be part of efforts to say that, no, you know, a union president uh, should not be making significantly more than the members. I think that that's pretty ridiculous that, you know, that, that the, the president of the AFL CIO makes, you know, three or four hundred thousand dollars a year i just don't but think do that that i feel like i'm on cnn though? do you know why he makes that why she makes that actually phoenix come on she <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> anyway you know why those presidents make that that money why their net worth gets to be as high as it is because, because they've they, been able to because Presidents and presidents of these unions in the past have been able to finagle executive boards and convince them to pay them that much. Why? Mm. Why do they deserve to be paid that much? I don't think they deserve to be paid that much, but that's a different question from are they getting paid that much and how are they get the question of do they deserve to get paid that much is a totally different question from how are they getting paid that much, right? How I can mm. describe to you, I can describe to you how all sorts of people acquire all sorts of things but that doesn't mean they deserve it uh, and i think that now, the way you ask me i don't think anybody deserves anything i think you work for everything that you get you have to earn it mm -hmm. that's right yeah, and and I, I don't think you can earn a billion dollars yeah i don't fundamentally. think you can. we're never going to agree on that you cannot yeah. earn well that's not what a billion dollars that's not what a billionaire is a, a billionaire is somebody whose net worth has amassed up to at least one billion dollars assets minus liabilities yeah. So mm -hmm. if I go out and I buy five houses and each house is two hundred and fifty million dollars a piece and I pay them all off. Yeah. I'm over a billion. I'm a billionaire now. 
doesn't mean you that have a million mean dollars in the bank. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't mean that my my liquid capital is that much in the bank. Yeah, but, but but you would have had to have earned enough and not owe any more to and not owe enough to bring it down below a billion. And I don't think that I don't think that it's possible. What about that guy that made have a quarter of a million in five years? That man's made. I mean, a quarter of a, a quarter of a he's in five years. He's made up over a million dollars. That was in one yeah. year. Yeah, you know it, how much you can do. Yeah, it with was. That much? And it was it's all about. Uh, and it's I think that how yeah, can and you I do with that amount of money. I, and I think that you, um, you know, I think that he worked a ridiculous amount for it. And, and I think that when you're talking about, you know, a quarter million a year, um, you know, something like that, uh, I think that you, I think that you can work enough to earn that, but I don't think that you can, you can work enough to earn a billion dollars. I just don't think you can. I just hey, don't, I don't, well, it's impossible. you don't work to earn a billion dollars. Your money works. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's we have a problem point. with that. I think that. <laughs> yeah. You have a problem with that? <laughs> yes, Why? It's my money. It's my money. <laughs> it's my money and I it, need it now. Right. That mon- yeah. It's it's money that came through profits off someone else's labor because. But they again, were only uh, able to do that labor because I had a company for them to do it at. Uh, I, I, I think, just that's that's a, well, I, uh, because you had a company to do that, that to to do that at, and and you mentioned this, and and I don't think that we were that that I felt like we were able to come uh, that I felt good about the way that we tied that part of the conversation up in the bow, and and the implication there is that one of the implications is that the only way to to run a company is is with you've got a capitalist at the top or maybe one or two or three capitalists at the top and and they give orders to everybody else and and everybody else doesn't have an owning stake they're just employees and they're order takers and that's and we contend that that's not the only way to run a business um and 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 we can point to Sherrod you asked for examples we can point to examples uh across the country currently and across uh history where workers have owned the means of production and workers have run uh, businesses democratically. I can show you a coffee shop in Baltimore that has been around for about how how long has Red Emma's been around? Adam, ten years. Oh, they're run they're run and owned democratically, or maybe twenty years. That they, they have currently right now this coffee shop coffee shop slash bookstore. They've got twenty owners. They have twenty owners because all of the workers they they own the store then. And you and you don't come in immediately, you know, speaking to I think I can't remember which one of you said this, you know, I've got to train this person and he doesn't know he's flooding the engines right, you know, when you come in as a barista at Red Emma's you don't immediately have an equal share to the people that the other people that, 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 that the other people have but you work your way into ownership of the company. And then after about a year, I think is their program, then you have an owning stake in the company and you have just as much say over the company as the other 19 people that were there before you. And they make decisions and they elect their managers. You, Phoenix, you asked, do you have to have bosses? No, I don't think you have to have bosses. I think you have to have administrators. I think you have to have managers. And I think they have to have some amount of authority on the day-to-day decision-making. And that's actually what I do. I'm an administrator. I'm a project manager. I have no hiring or firing power. I'm not anybody's boss. And yet somehow I'm able to uh, to manage multi-million dollar projects. I manage But that's tens. the federal government though. Yes, I manage it's tens. I, I manage capital. I manage capital yeah, I, and I don't, I I don't boss around I anybody. I, I have projects that are over a hundred million dollars. 
I have projects that are over $100 million. And yet, and, and, and here I'm only making like $30 an hour. I don't need a million dollars a year to be able to manage $100 million projects. And I also don't need the authority over these other people. I work with them cooperatively, right? I work with, I have, you know, my supervisor has hiring and firing ability, but he also has to go through disciplinary processes and he can't just unilaterally do things himself. And, and I think that that's, and, and there's over in Spain, there's a huge, there's this huge um, uh, cooperative firm called Mondragon that has tens of thousands of employees that's run democratically, that is owned by the workers themselves. Uh, there are, uh, you know, there are lots of, of cooperative businesses in the, in the United States. And there's a, actually a United States Federation of Worker Cooperatives that you can go on their website and look at all of their, uh, of their members. And, and like I said earlier, our uh, business, our, you know, business is run democratically. And we have, you know, we, it, it's, it's nothing to like turn up your nose at. We bring in and we spit out about $3,000 a month. You know, we get from our sponsors and our advertisers and, and listener support, we get about 3,000, 2,500 a month, 3,000 a month, somewhere in between there. Uh, and we spend $3,000 every month. I, you know, we don't really have any, any profit. And I think that probably, I think if we had somebody who was more business minded, maybe we would, we'd be able to do better, but just none of us are really, you know, and, and so it would probably help us if we had somebody that was business minded, but also book a session. Just because somebody is business minded doesn't mean that they have to have dictatorial authority over us. They can right, be a but, partner, so, but, but they can also have all these good ideas, but they can be a partner to us as a to our tyrant. But the head of every organization is a boss and somebody that runs that organization. And he could be elected. He may not. Well, even so, when you work for the Department of Defense, you may be a project manager. And you might not, you don't have any direct reports as a project manager. Do what? I don't you have, have no, I, I have no, there's nobody that reports to me. No, nobody, nobody. reports okay. to me. Mm -hmm. So who is your boss ultimately? Who is the head of the Department of Defense? Head of the Department of Defense president. I mean, I guess ultimately Secretary, no, president of the United Defense. States. Secretary of Defense. Secretary of Defense would be, would the, be the over next down. The department, yeah, it, well, yeah. no, maybe over the Department of Defense. The Secretary of Defense would be, and then the Secretary of Defense's boss would be the president, but it's not. Say, but I mean, the Secretary of Defense is making a quarter of a million dollars every year. Mm -hmm. That's how much they make. Yeah. But at the I mean, head you know. of every organization, now let, that's not saying that the secretary. And see, uh, see, actually, that's actually very funny because you just told me earlier, and I think, and I think you're right that the Department of Defense is the largest employer in the country, yeah. Yeah, they, and yet the person the that heads the largest employer in the country is only making a quarter million dollars a year. They they're don't, for some reason, for some reason, the person that heads the largest employer in the entire country doesn't have to make millions of dollars a year. But they, well, for some but, reason, okay. have an incentive to but do you that. you also have to understand, especially with Elon, Elon Musk doesn't get a salary. Oh, well, that's a silly talking point, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's, that's not truth. operative. He doesn't, get a he doesn't get a salary. His money is strictly from his stock options in the companies that he owns. Mm -hmm. And he owns multiple. Mm -hmm. So now, obviously, the Secretary of Defense isn't the owner. Like, they don't, they didn't build right. the Secretary of Defense. They're just, you know, that's that, that's the position that they were put into. But we've got to just be able to differentiate between income and wealth. Because if you're telling me that I can only have a certain amount of income, then that kind of, I feel like that goes against 
the whole union philosophy because I want to be able to earn more. So if I want to be able to earn more, then I should be able to go to my union and have them negotiate for me to earn what I want to earn. But if we're going on the topic of putting a cap on wealth, that's a totally different conversation. And I don't think we should be able to put a cap on wealth. I feel like you should be able in America to amass as much wealth as you want to. And if you don't like that concept, then you don't need, you don't like America. You don't want to live I think that I think that you should absolutely be able to. I I think that I think you should absolutely be able to keep everything. You should be able to earn as much as you as you earn. You should be able to get. You should be able to acquire as much wealth as you earn. And and there's a there's a question there about how how much. Yeah, how much do you earn? How much do you deserve? And and I think that society has a say in in how much how much people ultimately deserve. I, I think that we ought to have a say in that. And I, and I think that, that, yes, we ought to be able to put a cap on that. And I think that would be good for society. And I think actually, ultimately, I think that, you know, there's, you know, I think I, I'm not, uh, you know, terribly religious, but I, my understanding is that both of y'all are Christians. And I think that there's something, um, who is it? There's this, there's this, yeah, there, there's a, a good book. Why yeah. There, there's a Christian, Christian uh, philosopher who, who said that actually, not only is it good for for the oppressed to free them from their oppression, but it's also good for the oppressor to free them from their ability to oppress. It's good for their souls. It's not good for the souls of people to be able to have to have so much power. I don't think it's good for their, you know, I don't know, I don't know souls, souls, but I, you know, I don't know how much I believe in souls, but I think you understand what I mean. Their psyche, their mind. I don't think it's good. I think it corrupts people to have so much power. I think that it could. I, it, it, I, I think it, that it's bad. I think that it's it, it's bad. I think that it's bad for the people that they have power over. And I think that it's bad for them internally as a person. And I think it's bad for society. And I also, I don't think that they can deserve it. <laughs> well, I know you guys have to go. So I don't want to get into that topic. I just want to say to Adam, uh, when you win the lottery, think of your boy and then maybe oh i will think think maybe just maybe i won't start a business and have people working for me maybe i can't promise that (laughs) well what we do is have a democratically uh worker owned business man well we will we will light it up with that kind of capital just just, (laughs) let your boy smitty music records at gmail.com and just just email us and and we'll tell you what to sell it. <laughs> and guys, I'm sorry I had to step away. I have a daughter and she was calling for oh, me. Totally My wife's sick at the no moment. So, uh, yeah, man. oh man. But yeah, I, I really, I really appreciate the dialogue. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I have, I, oh, man, I I've learned a lot. Yeah. Thanks for having us, yeah. man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, I've, for, I've, I've enjoyed the us. dialogue. I mean, you know, we have a lot of different viewpoints and different philosophies, and, but that's okay that. I think it's cool that we can have this kind of conversation and yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully learn from each other. I think it always sharpens your skills when you can Absolutely. Uh, have right. conversation with people who don't agree with you. I don't, I don't believe in doing the echo chamber thing. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm yes, glad we sir. kept it civil guys. Thank you so much, Jacob oh, and yeah. Adam. Um, make sure that uh, everybody's subscribing to uh, TVLR. Um, they got some really good conversations going on over there and make sure you guys are hitting that notification bell, subscribing to, um, the No Excuses podcast. If you want to get on the entrepreneurial side of things, there um, we're cutting out the excuses and making your success our business. Uh, thank you so much, Jacob. Thank you so much, Adam. Uh, we'll hope to talk again sometime, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, man. All right. Yeah. Happy to come back anytime. Thanks, so. y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Bye, y'all.